Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of a Bit of Anything podcast. I, like always, am Tyler, along with your co-host, Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan, how are things looking this week? Is there anything new that we need to rant about? And if so, what have we got on the docket for this evening? So we've got some new things to rant about for sure. There's no questioning that. And then we've got some, some good old friendly things that we've been ranting about for weeks and weeks and weeks that we just like to latch on to and obsessive compulsive urges don't allow us to release it. And, um, you know, for me, that story is Adam Gase. I mean, he is lighting it up right now. This guy made the Dolphins look like the Patriots from two years ago. <laughs> I mean, 21 to nothing. And you know what's the funniest part about that? The Dolphins beat the Jets 21 to nothing, and their head coach sits down with their quarterbacks and says, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm benching you. Yeah. You only beat the New York Jets by 21 points. I don't get that at you're, all. You're lucky we don't cut you right now. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think maybe he thinks that if Tua was in there, that uh, he would put up more points. That's the only way I look at that. Because what else do you? I mean, it's like a it's a definite sign of disrespect to the Jets from the Dolphins. But like, what do you expect? They're in division rivals. I mean, if you call them that, because they're they've both been irrelevant for decades. But um. I, I think maybe the Dolphins coach thought that the Jets were so weak that they should have put up 35 or 40 points. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't understand know. Brian Flores' reasoning there. Like, the Dolphins are doing fairly well with Fitzmagic as the starter. What's going to change with Tua in there? Like, I don't know. I just, I don't understand why You're... change. We're in, like, what, week? I'm lost because... Yeah, week six. Week six. So this is week seven. Um, this coming week is week seven, and or yeah, because it. This coming week, I think, is week six. Let's see, because the Raiders are three and two. No way, you're right. It, it's yeah. week seven. We had our bye week, so I the bye week always myself. threw me off. So we're week seven, and all of a sudden <laughs> they're like Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're sitting on the bench, and I don't understand. And he's playing yeah, well. He's playing and, well. And why? Why put Tua in? Like, why not just let him sit out the entire season? Yeah. Learn the offense. Build. Get build better. more. And even the coaching staff, learn who you have. Learn what you got. Watch how Ryan Fitzpatrick plays. Watch the film on him. Watch what he did well. Watch what could translate to Tua. See, like, what broke down, okay, the right side of the offensive line, for, for instance. Let's just throw that out there. I'm not, not what I'm saying they have as an issue, but if they did, then you can find something to correct that problem. And next year, you come back knowing your team, and then you switch to Tua. I think it makes sense to do it at the end of the year. Yeah, it definitely um, doesn't make sense to do it right now because they're playing well. I mean, it's not like Fitzpatrick yeah. is is – throwing 15 interceptions or three interceptions a game and 
it just looks terrible. He's actually looked fairly decent. So I, I guess I just don't understand yeah. the why to that. I don't know. I mean, he threw two interceptions in the game. But aside from that, I mean, the week before, he puts up 350 yards, three touchdowns on San Francisco. Yeah, they I mean San Francisco look like a bunch of scrubs, and then San Francisco goes and beats yeah. the Rams. So Right. And then, so they put up 43 points on San Francisco. And then they turn around and put up 24. I'm sorry, I thought it was 21. They put up 24 on the Jets. Yeah, that's what, yeah. So maybe maybe Flores is looking at that and saying, I don't know, he must have seen something in Fitzpatrick's game that said uh, he's about to stumble or something. I don't know what it is, but if it were my quarterback and I wanted to build the future with him, uh I certainly wouldn't throw him in the first year unless he was, like, top pick, ready to play, Peyton Manning type of a guy, you know? Otherwise, like, you need to build their confidence, let them get used to the way that the professional game is, let them get used to the business side of everything, let them get used to their responsibilities, blah, 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 learn the playbook. But, I mean, Fitzpatrick's a perfect guy for the <clears throat> position. And the Dolphins, I mean... What is their record? Are they they're four and they're three and three? Yeah, so they're five hundred. That's not too bad. I mean, so is that a possibility that Brian Flores is feeling the heat already on his job, and he's like, I have to throw two in here to save my job. I I, I don't think I, so. I, I don't understand yeah, why. Yeah, me neither. This, this is his second year, <laughs> uh, especially when you got Woody Johnson sticking with. Adam Gase that, I mean, it, it, does he has like a clipboard that he's looking at the whole game. Is it possible that he's reading comic it books? It could be because the plays that he calls are comical. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I guess that brings us full circle to how the heck that idiot still has a job. I mean, for crying out loud, <laughs> the, the Falcons fired their head coach and GM. Uh, the Texans file, fired Bill O'Brien weeks ago um who else has been fired already that's it dimitrioff the gm for the falcons Falcons fired texans yeah they're the only ones are still the only winless team in the nfl when do they wake the heck up and are like yeah it's kind of our head coach we don't have a great i don't know but our head coach is pretty much the biggest problem I'll tell you when the team wakes up is when Greg Williams takes over as the interim head coach, and they're all like, F yeah. They all get pumped, and they go out and probably have like a streak where they win the remainder of their games or go like five and seven over those weeks or something along those lines. And then Greg Williams, he's the kind of guy that you might not want to have as a head coach, though, because he's probably extremely confrontational. And he likes to put out bounties on people. Yeah, but hey, I mean, if it works, it works. Guys get pumped up for that kind of stuff. You're not cheating, you're not trying. No, that's true. So let's take it even further around and talk about Tua. And we were saying how we wouldn't put him in, or at least I wouldn't put him in. I'm not sure if that was your opinion or not. Let me say this. I would not name him the starter, but if you're up by... 
you know, you're up 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter and you're playing the Jets. Why not? Like, why not give right. him a and few they did. reps, you know? I'm cool with I that. I think they did. Yeah, okay. But you don't want to, like, you don't want to make the switch. No. And, like, going forward, he's your no, guy. absolutely Like, live not. or die. No. Yeah. Because he's still, <clears throat> like, really, he's still healing. Um Right. In that hip, not that I'm super concerned about his hip, um, but why? Like I, I guess it is I an just unusual don't understand injury. why. Um, if something is working, why fix? Like it doesn't really need fixed. Mm. So the the Dolphins aren't broken this year. They've actually put together a no. pretty decent, you know, uh, record thus far, three and three. And I think the better the Patriots are two and four. Aren't I they? think so. So I mean, I don't understand why to press the panic button now and and make that switch. To me, it just seems too out of the blue. There's something. Something must have happened. I don't know what it yeah, would be. Like but did Fitzpatrick, like low key, get injured or something. Like it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand that. I like Tua. Um, right. But... I'd like to see what he can do, but but Tua is kind of the, the type of quarterback to me that um, he doesn't have that size, you know, that prototypical quarterback size. He's playing that running quarterback position that a lot of guys play right now. But I'll tell you, I just like, I like a guy that's big. I like a guy that stands back there and can deliver the ball. If he's athletic and he can get some yardage that way, that's great, but you want them to minimize that, in my opinion, because you want to minimize the injury risk. Right. They're one of the players that's going to get hit the hardest and the most, and the defense is like, I mean, hitting the quarterback is like the greatest accomplishment of their lives. That's what they live for. They are thirsty to hit. So they get the guy over and over and over again. So I was just thinking, if you had to take a franchise quarterback out of the three drafts prior to Tua's draft, who out of that list would you want to take and why, aside from Patrick Mahomes, because, sorry listeners, I think that's kind of like a an easy, semi-cliche type it's an uh, easy answer. response there. Easy answer. There you go. So the list is, I I do. I'm going to rattle them off. So this is the 2017 draft, I believe. The Chicago Bears, with the first first round, second overall pick, took Mitch Trubisky. So he's out there for you. With the 12th pick, the Texans took Deshaun Watson. Terrible. Not terrible. In the second round, with the 52nd overall pick. The Browns took Deshaun Kaiser. That was a bad pick. <laughs> Is it the other Raiders? No, not anymore. Oh, okay. He, he was. He was on the practice squad okay. earlier this year, but he never cracked like the 53-man roster this year. He may have last okay. year at one point, but I don't think so. So then we got the... So then we got the 2018 draft. First overall pick, Baker Mayfield to the Browns. I don't like him. <laughs> Third overall pick, Sam Darnold to the elite New York Jets. 
Seventh overall pick, Josh Allen to the Buffalo Bills. Tenth overall pick, Josh Rosen to the Arizona Cardinals. 32nd overall pick, Lamar Jackson to the Ravens. 76th overall pick, Mason Rudolph to the Steelers. 2019 draft, first overall pick is Kyler Murray. 15th uh, by the Arizona Cardinals. 15th overall pick, Dwayne Haskins to the Washington Redskins. 42nd overall pick to the Broncos goes Drew Locke. So out of that list, I know that's a lot, but I think I think you're capable. I got faith. So I don't want Baker Mayfield. Do you want? I don't want Drew Locke. Don't want. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn here because I like um not Jared Allen. He's a defensive end. Um, <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. There we go. I like Josh Allen. I am not a hundred percent sold on Lamar Jackson as a. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say what he's done is bad because he's the Ravens are a good team. Is it Mm -hmm. the Ravens team that's good and kind of helping Jackson along? I kind of feel like that's the case because the Ravens have had a good defense for forever. We may hate the Ravens, but they've they've got a good defense, and they have for a long time. They do have a good defense. Yeah, they, they have a game plan. They know how to draft. They do. They definitely know how to draft defensive players. And I think that what, what the Ravens do with Jackson is almost they protect him. They protect him by designing the offense to – um, allow him to make up the yardage that he can't get through the air with his legs. So he, last weekend at one point, I don't know what his final stat line was, but at one point he was 50% completions for like 150 yards. And it was deep into the game, I think. And I was thinking to myself, you know, that's, t- that's not good. Like, if you couldn't run the ball and this was how you played quarterback yeah, position... you wouldn't play quarterback. You wouldn't play. You wouldn't play. So the thing that keeps him playing is his legs. And if I'm looking at a franchise quarterback, I want to pick this guy and not even have to worry about the position for 12 years. Right. I want that to be like, you know, you're here for the next decade for sure. And then at that point, like, we'll see how things are going. I do not feel that a running quarterback that plays like Lamar Jackson does can escape the injury bug for 10 years, for 12 years, for 10 years. I don't think, you know, I don't want to wish him harm, but I don't think it's sustainable for three years. I just don't think it is. Right. At some point, something happens or you cut, to, to avoid one tackle and miss that there's a guy coming right at you and it's like a Vontez perfect type guy and they enjoy killing right. people and you know they just take your head off or something I mean I feel like it could happen at any time and if it does then what does the you know like the team's pretty much screwed they have Robert Griffin the third but I don't think he can <clears throat> replicate the yards on the ground you know right I don't so, think so either that's kind of how I look at Lamar Jackson, and maybe that's kind of what you were saying, is that they kind of protect him from not having to rely on his passing game 
all the time. Right. Like they can't they can't get into a shootout with the Chiefs and win forty nine to forty five or something like that. Right. That's not how they're no. geared. And I a lot um, of it is the running game too. They've got a pretty good stable yeah. of running backs: Dobbins, they uh, do. Ingram, and really, yeah. I so this may sound weird, but out of all of That's out weird. of all of those quarterbacks, I like Josh Allen. That's who I like. Yeah. Because did he have a bad game against? The Chiefs, yes. They just got done playing the Chiefs on Monday at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And, you know, he didn't have a great game against the Chiefs, but neither did their defense. And so, yeah. but Josh Allen's a big dude. I, I think he's 6'7 yeah. and goes like 240-something. He? Yeah, he's, he he's a big guy. He's a big dude. He's got a rocket for an arm. Six five. Oh, he's six five. I was thinking he was six seven. So yeah. he's six five. He's still tall. I mean that's that's still pretty tall. Six five. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. He, is he two forty? Is that what they list him at? You got him at two thirty seven. I'm looking at what his combine was because that's probably two thirty seven at the combine. He's guaranteed to put on a little bit of weight. Since then. So I bet you he's playing at 240. Yeah. So somewhere around there, 230, 240. Yeah. He's a big guy. He he reminds me of a more athletic Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I don't like Ben Roethlisberger, but he reminds me of <laughs> he's a tall, statured person. He's got really good arm talent. He can make difficult throws his accuracy has improved significantly that was his knock coming out of wyoming was can he be accurate and that has improved this year in most of the games he can also run though he doesn't use it as like his first option but he can run and he's pretty stinking good at it like he's i think he led the bills in rushing at one point last year. He may have led the team in rushing actually, now that I think about it, but he so he can run if he has to, which I like that in a quarterback because sometimes for example, Derek Carr, he's done a better job of this recently, but he refuses to create outside of the pocket. And you have to be able to do that in today's NFL. You yeah. have to be able to get out of the pocket and manipulate safeties, corners down the field with eyes, with pump fakes, or sometimes you just have to run the ball. You just have to tuck it, and you have to run. And that's okay as long as you're not doing it every single play and you're fairly accurate. I feel like Josh Allen fits that mold. For me, he can take a hit because he's a fairly big guy himself and not get hit I or, or hurt, sorry. And I feel like he could keep that injury bug away for those 10 to 12 years if that's what we're using as criteria he's not getting hurt a lot um i mean anybody can take uh you know it it can be an acl or a meniscus or a mcl in the pocket because let's face it you've got 300 pound dudes going at each other and it's 
you're bound to get rolled up on sometime, just a freak accident. But he's not putting himself in a position to constantly take a beating. Um, I would like to see him not lower his shoulder into people. (laughs) Yeah, especially his right shoulder, maybe. But I do feel like he's he's got the durability because he is a bigger guy. Um, He's got the arm talent that I look for. And... You know, as he's gotten, as he's played, I think, what is it? I can't remember if this is his third year or his second year. Is this his third year? Third year. He's gotten a lot better. He's taken a big jump, especially from his rookie season to now. And those are things that you want. At least I want in a quarterback. What say you? Uh, I I agree with you on on Josh Allen. I um I presented this to you because I wanted to see if you would pick uh, Jackson or maybe Watson or anything like that. But I I you know you said all the right things. I think that Allen has the size that I like. He's got the arm power that I like. He's developing, which to me is a huge positive sign. You were making positive improvements week after week. I think he's a little reckless, and I think he's one of these guys that's like, he's so capable of taking the team on his back that like he might be playing like the Washington football team, and he's up 20 to nothing, and, and he's trying to run over people with his right shoulder still because he's just like, he's that kind of guy. He just wants to keep playing and keep going. But I feel like against the Chiefs the other night, they kept showing pictures of him where he was he, he was definitely pissed off. But you could tell he was like resigned to like, okay, we've lost this game and I'm going to go out and play, but I'm not going to go out and play like lights out, reckless, because this isn't the time. Like I think that he noticed that, okay? So I, I think that he's aware of it. And I think he is the right quarterback to pick there. Um you made a really good point of, of how a quarterback needs to be able to get out of the pocket and make plays. And there was a, a perfect example of that. It was Mahomes in that game. I don't know if you know the play I'm talking about, but he ran out to the right, and there was green grass in front of him for quite a bit. But instead of taking off immediately, he just kind of slowed down, took his time, took his time, took his time, and then finally somebody came open and he threw it. And... Most other quarterbacks, I think Josh Allen, I think Lamar Jackson, I think Mayfield, maybe even Darnold, Watson, Trubisky, all of them take off and run that ball. But Mahomes is, like, really cool under stress. Like, he just doesn't care. If he gets hit, he gets hit. He's not really that concerned about it. At least that's how he appears. And I thought that that was a great play. I have to watch that many times as a Raiders fan. Um him under duress, making some absurd throw, uh, like rolling to his left, throwing back like to the other side of the field. Uh, yeah. He makes hard throws look easy. I think the the like you said, the obvious answer is probably Mahomes. Uh, right. Second in, I would take probably Josh Allen over any of the rest of them. Um, I'm glad you didn't say Trubisky because yeah. I think he's probably going to be a career backup from now on. And uh, oh. 
you just segued us into the oh, next well look at segment. that but go ahead go ahead finish what you were thinking no, i go ahead i think he's done i don't see i Do i don't see him like getting another starting job like where does he start how do you lose your job to a career journeyman in nick Foles? who like i don't and i don't even know why he stinks so bad he just i didn't like him coming out of north carolina to begin with and when they made him who the hell drafts a quarterback out of north i don't carolina know the second overall pick I, the Bears, obviously. How but good is their beer? I, I mean, damn. I mean, I, I give them kudos for being like, yeah, yeah. At the beginning of the <laughs> at the beginning of the year, they were like, nope, it's Trubisky. We're doubling down. We're making a another stupid mistake by trading for Foles, but yet we're keeping him on the bench. I don't know if that was so he could learn the offense or something, but I mean, they just were like, nope, we're doubling down. Screw it. <laughs> Screw Foles. Screw his $21 million or whatever they're paying him. He's riding the pine pony. But then they were like, maybe that was a dumb mistake. Maybe we can swallow <laughs> our pride and say, uh, Nick, uh, go play quarterback for us because this moron, and speaking of Trubisky, just is not getting it done. Like, he just doesn't get it done. Now, he's, he's got a good record. If you look at his record, I don't think he has a losing record. I think he's above 500 even. But he's yeah. just not the guy I want starting for my team because he does he has like two or three good games and then it's like absolute rubbish. And and so that's where I was going with that is I don't think he ever starts yeah. in the NFL again unless he is you know called upon to start because someone is injured which can okay. i mean that's that's a good thing to have if you feel like maybe we have yeah. s fringe starter as our backup that's a good thing to have but i don't yes. think he starts ever again unless it's spot duty so here's what i was going to suggest as a as a question to you and you kind of you jumped the gun but you you were like right on point so we had to let you do that i mean that was perfect so i i guess I'm going to sound like a complete jackass asking this question with Mitchell Trubisky as the first quarterback that I ask you of, but okay, here we go. So out of those three lists of those three years of the draft, I've picked out four quarterbacks who are either a free agent now or a free agent to be, in my opinion. And which out of these four would you want to bring onto your team because you think they can become a franchise quarterback? So we've got... <laughs> Trubisky with the Bears we've got Sam Darnold with the Jets Josh Rosen was with the Cardinals was with the Dolphins was with how many other teams he's homeless and a free agent yeah he's with the Bucks right and now I think uh -huh. is he I think he got cut I thought he got cut mm, I'll check it out um, or Dwayne Haskins it looks like Dwayne Haskins time is up after a couple games uh from what I've read, Haskins is lazy and doesn't want to do any work. Or at least that's how he's being perceived in Washington, and they're just kind of done with him. So there's those four guys. Is, I think that he true... is on the Buccaneers. Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. I think he cool. is their, their he's a practice squad. He's their 
he's number two to Brady? I believe so. What? I thought he was a practice squad guy. Let's see. He lands on the practice Shows squad. That was September Gabbert and Griffin seventh. So I should know this. Yeah, I see their um, their depth charts shows it's Brady, Gabbert, and Griffin. So I'm pretty sure that he's on the practice squad. Griffin. Not that it, it doesn't make you keep Griffin. Okay, I don't know. Me who neither. So I think that Sam Darnold's time with the Jets is is probably. Coming to an end. Uh, I think a lot of times that the Jets are coming to an end, I think that they're going to either rebuild or maybe the team gets into some other sport that maybe they're better at. It's hard to tell. But I think Darnold's going to be out there. So Josh Rosen is on the Buccaneers practice squad, so somebody could sign him. And I think that Dwayne Haskins... I don't know. If he gets cut this year, he must have really screwed up. Otherwise, maybe they do give him another year. But out of those guys, who would you want to grab up right away because you want to stash them on your roster? Hmm. Well, it's obviously not Mitch Trubisky. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder why. I, that, that's tough because I – I don't know what Josh Rosen did to deserve what happened to him. Yeah. Uh, like like you said, so he was taken number 13 overall by the Cards. He was there for... Number 10 overall. Ten, so he was a top 10 yeah, pick. Yeah, 10th overall. He was there for a year. I mean, that's crazy. A year. Cliff Kingsbury and comes just... in, takes Kyler Murray number one the next year, mm. which wasn't a terrible pick. Kyler Murray's kind of worked it, out for what... Kingsbury wants to do yeah but he doesn't fit that like I mean I, I was watching the game with my daughter the other night and I was explaining to her how small he, he is was. he's teeny and tiny I was like watch how watch how he plays you can tell how small he is man he's just like Jackson who's just like Tua man you guys you can get 99 plays out of 100 you're going to get away with it but if there's that one play that creeps in like, if, if Kyler Murray gets caught once by one of those guys, like, let him get caught by Bud Dupree. Somebody like that who's, like, 6'6", 275 pounds that can fly at a 4'4". You get those guys, they're going to light him up one day. It's going to happen. So I'm not comfortable with him as my long-term solution. You know, is he flashy? Yes. Is it makes – I don't know. But was Josh Rosen really that bad that the Cardinals didn't say, why don't we trade this number one pick, keep Rosen, work with him? Why don't like I don't know. It, it would have been a different way. How many picks could they have gotten for that number one pick? Yeah. Team like the Redskins would have given up everything they ever owned to go up there and get Murray. Right. Yeah, that's true. But if I look at those four players, the guy that I want to get on my team get him into therapy, and then get him back onto the practice field is Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I would I would choose the same. The same. The, the thing about Rosen, though, that intrigues me is, like, we haven't really seen anything that he can do because then he gets traded to the Dolphins, and then 
Yeah, they were just trash yeah. that year. I mean, he didn't get no, a chance. No, not a fair one at all. And then now he's and gone Fitzpatrick again. Fitzpatrick is better than Rosen right now, so it makes sense that the Dolphins would stick with Fitzpatrick. He's Fitzpatrick is a pretty good quarterback. I think if he had, if he had fallen into a better, more stable team, he could have maybe been a consistent quarterback. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it was they were terrible, and we don't know what Rosen can do. But I think part of what a quarterback has to have is this confidence this ability it's like that it factor it seems like if you if you take too many hits lose too many games that it factor starts to go and once it's gone it seems pretty hard for guys to get it back yes, it does you know so i don't know if that's happened to rosen i think he's only 23 years yeah, old he's su- he's super young and and so, being with bruce arians and tom brady every mm-hmm. day um I hopefully the Blaine Gabbert doesn't rub off on him and more the Tom Brady and Bruce Arians rubs off on him. But I think he can be a decent quarterback. I really do. I would, I'm, I'm just curious to see what he could do on a team that isn't just complete trash because the Cardinals, when he was drafted were trash when he played with the dolphins, like more trash, just probably worse than, than the cards. But yeah, it I, it'd be interesting to see what he could do with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, the stable of running backs that they have there. It, it it'd just True. be interesting to see what he what he could do there with a with stability rather than trash. True, it's true. But I'm still taking Darnold because I think Darnold is a is a pretty decent player probably could be above average if he actually had a offensive system, offensive coach, head coach, any of the above GM. I mean, fans, <laughs> GM, I, or, you know, yeah. owner. I mean, any, any of Do the they above, have fans I still? think he would, it, you put him really on any other team. And I think you give him, you know, a couple good wide outs and, and I mean, look what he's done with Jay Crowder as his number one this year. Like, He's done pretty well. He's put up decent numbers. Um, he's trying. He, he exactly. Tries. He, he tries. He's got a little bit of that it, and he's kind of like – he's a person that I think if you brought in, let him cool off for a little while, put him in a stable situation, let him learn the game plan. The game plan's the same this following, system, uh, following year. And uh, – you put him in there, and maybe he can succeed. Maybe he has that it. He might be able to get it back. I would put that on him more than the other I guys. I think he has the confidence in his psyche yes. to and the strength to be like, I played with a crap team. That was garbage. I still got it. I can still, I can still win if I have anything around me that's not the Jets. I think I. I know in myself I can win. Yeah. So speaking of the one quarterback that we uh, ignored from that list, his name is Baker Mayfield, and he's an Oscar-caliber actor on television in commercials. Yes. That are That's all he's good at. He's not even demeaning. good at that, really. So what do you think happens, or like what do you think's going on with him? First of all, Odell Beckham Jr. clearly 
the, the Giants basically effed him in the A, if you know what that means, because they were just like, oh, yeah, you don't like it here, buddy? We gave you all that money. Guess what? We trade you to Cleveland. Have fun. It's beautiful in Cleveland. Have you ever been to Cleveland, Ohio? Oh, man. It's a great city. Yeah, it's, it looks just like Baltimore, Maryland. It's beautiful. <laughs> Except they don't ever win anything, <laughs> which is interesting because the Browns are, what, 4-2? and two? They're four and yeah. two now. They actually played like a a team that has something going in the Steelers, and they get walloped. Um, and the Steelers like just like bent them over, and were like, "No, you're not doing that around here. Get out of here." You know, like they just owned them. Yes, owned them. And that Minka Fitzpatrick interception. It looked like he was. Like Minka was almost like not going to move into that spot because he couldn't believe that Baker Mayfield was still looking at that spot and about to throw and the see, ball. I didn't even watch and, any football this weekend because I was I was uh, out hunting, and so I didn't have service. Didn't really care because I was looking for elk. But oh, because the Raiders had yeah, a bye well, week. I was hunting. Oh, I just, see. So the NFL is out of Dr. Tyler's life when the Raiders have right, a bye week, and it just happened that it, it was this. It coincided like it wasn't even my hunt. It was for my brother-in-law. But I was like, oh, yeah, really? I was like, that's odd that it uh, coincides so well with a bye week. I can just go out of town and not even care. So, um. I didn't see any really games on Sunday. I won't even lie. Um, okay. I know that the Bucks trashed the Packers, um, yeah. and and I know that the Browns lost because I'm like, well, there's no way that the Browns. I mean, you shouldn't <laughs> lose to Washington. You shouldn't lose to the yeah. Bengals. You shouldn't lose to like all four teams that they. Well, maybe the Cowboys. They kind of stole that game, but it's the Cowboys. And I can't remember who their other win came against, but the only two good teams they've played, the Ravens and the Steelers, have just trashed, like washed the floor with the Browns. So I'm not yeah. sold on the Browns, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't know what their schedule looks like the rest of the year, but I don't think they win more than seven games, six maybe. Um, but yeah, I. You should beat teams like that. So it doesn't surprise me that they did. And then when they play an actually good team, they get their butts kicked. So yeah. I don't know what Mayfield. No, it's bad. I don't like him. I just, his persona bothers me. His, like, he's confident to a fault. He, he seems rigid. Like, his confidence has made him, like, rigid or almost, like, ignorant okay like like he doesn't he doesn't he thinks he's like so much slicker than the defensive backs to to stare down from what i understand from the play i've read about it and i've seen it a couple times in the steelers game and it was early on the steelers had just scored a field goal so it's three to nothing you know the browns need to come back on this drive baker mayfield apparently is like looking at the left side of the field maybe it was the tight end or the receiver at the before the snap of the ball, snaps the ball, staring at the left side of the field at that same receiver. That receiver runs a little bit of an in and curl route, and Baker Mayfield throws it a little bit too far to his right, right into Minka Fitzpatrick's hands. There's no one in front of him. He's just right in the end zone for a touchdown. 
And it, it was just like stunning that an NFL quarterback would do such a thing because like, it looks like he had no ability whatsoever to think about what he was seeing or to disguise what he was doing with his own body to see the play. Um, apparently it's a, it's a pretty bad, pretty bad throw, but it seems like Mayfield wants to scramble out of the pocket, but he's not very good at that either. He's kind of stocky and he doesn't seem like he's all that fast. And once he gets out of the pocket, he likes to throw interceptions and that doesn't really help. No, so. that, that, that doesn't make a very good starter. Yeah. I think the Browns made a huge mistake when they, uh, brought in Odell Beckman Jr. I think he's a team killer. I think he's he's a me guy in a sport that's a team sport. Can't really be a me guy like like that. It just doesn't work. Like could he go to New England and win? I don't know. I mean I think it's like fifty fifty that he wouldn't even be able to tolerate the treatment up there. Yeah, I don't think Bella Because they wouldn't puts like wipe his No, I don't think so either. I mean, I think Belichick would trade for him. But I started to think about, like, who would trade for Odell Beckham Jr. at this point? I mean, the Jets? Hell yeah. Why wouldn't they? Because they're idiots. And then he'd get to go back to New York, which he probably wants. He'd look like a total jack-off in the fucking green jerseys that are just disgusting. (laughs) I mean, that... Those Jets uniforms are the absolute worst uniforms in NFL history. The second worst uniform in NFL history is the other Jets uniform that this uniform replaced. I mean, they are the worst. Yeah, they're just nasty. They are so bad. They're all it's like, like the Browns are number one in my book because orange uh, and brown are disgustingly ugly. It's just they're yes. they're terrible. Like at least the Jets, <laughs> like they changed the green. I, I like the darker green. The Jets jerseys that I like are from the 80s. Like, and they kind of brought back that mm-hmm. helmet with like uh, the airplane like yeah. tail on it. And they tried to do that. And I commend them for that. And they changed the green to like a darker green. Yeah. But the white and green ones, like good. those are nasty. But the browns are the yeah. worst in my my opinion. I hate I their jerseys. They're, like, the their Rams, color schemes The Rams disgusting. new uniforms... The Rams' new color schemes are, are absolutely atrocious as yeah. well. I, I just I can't stand it. It looks like fake. Like I don't. Yeah, know. I don't. I don't like, mind like their throwback, like the the royal yeah, blue with the yellow. yellow and the royal yeah. blue. Oh, it's I awesome. don't mind those. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I I I I have always I hated you. the Browns. Brown and orange, burnt orange and brown. But you know uh, what I do like about it's the like Browns? It's like shag carpet. It's just gross, and it never needs to come back. <laughs> the one thing that I do like about the Browns is that they've stayed true to history, okay? They're, they have not put, like, the dog pound crap on their helmet or, like, a bee or anything stupid. Like, they've kept their helmet with no decal, which I like. Because that looks classic to me, and in my opinion, the NFL should be about that. It should be about like these classic teams, classic looks, all that crap. Like you shouldn't be like the Jaguars and like change your colors every couple of years, and and like the Rams just mutilate 
perfect uniform colors by creating this blue and yellow that are just, I mean, good God. Did they, like, go to some ecstasy rave and, like, find some chick with those colors and that's where they found them? Because that's what it looks like. It doesn't look like manly men going to war. No. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I if I said something else, I could get in trouble, but I don't know. So anyway, that's where I stand about that. So how are we Good. doing? I hate the browns colors. What do you think? I just yeah, I, I don't like the colors at all. But I do like the like the helmet is classic, and it's kind of cool to me that it doesn't have a logo because they've stayed true to that, and I think that's kind of neat. I can, I can, um, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like, I would never buy a Browns jersey. No. I mean, I don't know. The Browns are one of those teams where it's like, you know, it's like when Alabama plays um, Towson State University. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those bloodbath Towson games. State. <laughs> Usually. How did you come up with Towson State off the top of your head? That's that's where I took some no, classes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, yeah, I mean, so Darnold. Yeah. We both take Darnold to start a new franchise. Yeah. Where was where were we yeah. going after that? <laughs> no, I mean we were just. I was just discussing Mayfield, looking at oh, that list. Yes. But we did it. We uh, we dissected that list. So what is it that um, what is it that you think of Deshaun Watson? I don't know. I feel like we talk about this every week. Um, Deshaun Watson, I think, I think that uh, his best friend DeAndre Hopkins made him look really good. I don't really think if they could have David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, I think that would be a pretty good a pretty good like yes. wide receiver but they traded Hopkins for Johnson which was ludicrous yeah you know i i think watson i would say in today's nfl he can create outside the pocket he can kind of avoid pressure which is important i just don't know that he is going to win a super bowl as that guy I, I just I don't think you. that he goes and is like, oh, right, I don't have DeAndre Hopkins this year. I'm still going to go out and ha- put up great numbers. I, I, yes. I think he needs, he needs a wide receiver to be that guy. You know, he had some pretty good... He needs good... to get off the Texans. He needs a state situation. Because yeah. he's, I think he has a like semi-above-average talent but he has above average physical ability with his legs, with his arm, et cetera. So he like, he's, he's good. But like you're saying, like he's not good enough to carry the team. He's serviceable and he's good, but like, he's not on the same level as all, all of those, you know, of the Mahomes. Um, He's not on that level. I don't even want to say Lamar Jackson because, you know, I'm not a big fan of Lamar Jackson. I don't think he can throw the ball. I think that's important. I think that'll be exposed again and again as he loses games throughout his career. Watson, 
I don't know. I just, I feel, I feel like you're saying like, he just, he can't, he needs that stable situation at receiver and they took that away from him, which is the dumbest thing to do. And Hopkins is his own agent. So they just have to deal with the guy one-on-one. He doesn't have any agent commission or anything like that. They could have given him a raise. They could have boosted his salary. But Bill O'Brien just like, he pulled the panic, you know, riptide and he, he just let everything out. He traded everything away, exposed Watson. I don't get why the NFL. he did that. I don't know what made him think, uh, oh crap, we're, we're in trouble. Why do you do that? Because he didn't want to pay um, Hopkins. But they already gave him and the new the contract. Thing, or no, they didn't, did yeah. they? Yeah. No, they didn't. He was playing for like seventeen or eighteen million. He wanted twenty-seven million, but he probably would have taken less. And is he worth that? Like again, not really. But the Houston Texans right now they're not really going anywhere. So paying him that kind of money makes sense because okay, so you're going to pay him. Um, you don't want to pay him. $27 million. But let me take a look at their salary cap for this year. I want to know what Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks cost. Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks. Because I, uh, what's the Will Fuller, I think? Let's see. We got Randall Cobb, $10 million, $10, $10.6 million cap hit. Brandon Cooks at $12 million. That's $22.6 million to two receivers. Suck. Cobb has not been good who, for several years. Like, he was really good in Green neither Bay. Neither of them, neither of them, even together, the both of them are not on Hopkins' oh, stratosphere. No. He is no. that good. So, do you want to pay $5 million extra to have maybe the best receiver in the game? I would. And you don't want to do that? I would. I think they're idiots. What do they have right now? They have um, uh, like eight million dollars, ten million dollars, something like that in cap space. In cap space that they could have 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 kept him. So I'm looking here for Will Fuller. What is he making? Thirteen point one million. I mean, it's just it's stupid. It's yeah. just, Stupid. You're better off keeping your safety blanket. I can't believe that somebody made that trade. And David Johnson's making $9 million. So you already went backwards as part of that trade. It's it's crazy. And you're pairing Laramie Tunsil, $19.5 million. That's And he was like, and they world. traded, I mean, they traded the future for Tunsil, thinking they were a left tackle yeah. away from going to the Super Bowl? No, it's like, come on. They're back at the drawing board. They are back oh, at yeah. the drawing They've, board. They will start completely over. Like, they will have to gut that team, and you're going to yeah. have to start with Watson unless you trade him. And that's all. I, yeah. But, I mean, Watson and Johnson. If I were Watson, I'd be like, I'll sign whatever you want me to sign. I will, like, like forego all of the guarantees you gave me. Please just trade me somewhere else where I can do a, where we can do a sign and trade there. Yep. Like it won't affect your salary cap. I'll do anything to get out of here because it's a sinking ship. And if he wants to be, 
you know, like a hero and be tough and I'm number four for the Texans. Like, that's cool, man. You're going to play for a few more years, maybe five, six, seven, eight more years. And, and you're going to be one of those quarterbacks that people was like, oh, yeah, remember he played? You know, he's not going to be one of those guys. Could he go somewhere stable and perhaps become that? Maybe. I think he has the talent. Maybe he too, could do but... that. He has the talent, but is, does he have the the mind, the ability to read the defenses? I think he's a little slow with that, and I don't like that. He, What I see out of him a lot and I don't like is he drops back to pass. It looks like he kind of has no idea what he's doing for a second. Like He's looking around like there's nothing. And then the first thing he does is he does this like juke move. Like he's like, I'm ready to run. Where do I go? Yeah, Where do I I've go? Where do I go? Too. He's ready to run. And I hate that because it tells me that like you you're not seeing the field, you're not reading the defense, and now you're panicking. Yeah. And now you're gonna make a bad play. Or now you're gonna run out of the pocket and get hurt. And he already tore an ACL. And you know, I just I I would be really hesitant with him. That makes yeah. So that yeah. makes sense. I I just I think right now when they traded Hopkins and were like, no, we're not paying him that, that that hurt him more than really anybody else on that team. Yeah. Um, oh, man, it, it yeah. killed him. Because that was – it was – if they had kept Hopkins and kept that trajectory of those two guys, I, I have for sure this team would have been back to the playoffs this year. They might – not have gone further in the playoffs, but maybe they lose to the Chiefs by like three points or, or it's a really close game and the Chiefs win it on a field goal. Like you see some sort of progression where, man, we were a couple plays away from being in the AFC championship. Right. And then you might be able to draft some players and do some things, but, you know, it was Bill O'Brien. He screwed it up. They had a chance. And I always hate it when teams go to the playoffs, lose, fire the coach, and then you never hear from that team again for the next decade. It doesn't make sense. You need consistency. It's okay for a coach to lose in the playoffs. Not every coach is going to make it to the playoffs and just win Super Bowls all right. the time. It just It's hard. It's hard to do. NFL history shows teams gradually build their success over several years it rarely happens that a team just shows up out of the blue and makes it to the Super Bowl and is consistently in the mix for the next several years. So you have to build that. And I think they weren't far from that. But it was just a couple dumb moves by a guy who had no business being a GM. Right. Yeah, he may have been a decent coach, you know? but you're, yeah, absolutely no, no business being no. a coach and a GM. I think the only person yeah. that really can do that is the guy in New England. Because basically he is the GM, and he he kind of is, but like I think he has people on the staff that don't have named positions, and I think they handle some of those duties. But I know what you mean. He's kind of like the player scout and the player evaluator, and who are we going to bring in, and what do we need to do, and how does this team need to be built? He is probably one of the best at that in NFL history. Yeah. Um, either that or he still finds ways to cheat. I don't know. It could be both. But um, it's, pro it's probably both. But it's interesting because, you know, as we sit here and talk about the, the Texans and their reluctance to sign DeAndre Hopkins because they didn't want to pay him too much money, we have the Dallas Cowboys 
who have imploded and their salary cap situation is going to be hell for them. Yep. So what do you, what do you think about? Well, you were telling me there's eight geniuses. players that are, I mean, it's like the Falcons. We talked about the Falcons it last is. week. We talked about that last week. And That's so right. they've got eight players. We've got eight players, eight players. So right now there's seven players that's, Demarcus Lawrence has a five-year, $105 million contract, $44 million dead hit if he's cut. Amari Cooper has a five-year, $100 million contract, $28 million dead hit if he's cut, and that's in 2021. Okay. Tyron Smith, eight years, $97 million, $9 million cut. And he's on Zeke injured reserve right now because he – Injured reserve. Did he tear a pec yep. or a biceps or something? Uh, I'm not sure. It could have been. I think it was the pec. Could have been a bicep, though. You're right. Um, Zeke Elliott, six years, ninety million, twenty-four point five million. If cut, Zach Martin, five years, eighty-four million, sixteen million. If cut, Jalen Smith, six years, sixty-eight uh, sixty-eight point five million, nine point four million. If cut, Lael Collins, six year, five years, fifty million, twelve point two million. If cut. That equals $113,593,000 of next year's cap, which you and I discussed earlier is likely to be $175 million coming down from where it is now due to the pandemic. That means that those seven guys are 65% of the cap. If Dak Prescott gets what I think will be a five-year contract worth around 150 to 170 million with close to 120 million guaranteed. His contract that next year, so 2021, his first year of this contract should be in the neighborhood of $10 million, between nine and a half and $10 million against the cap. He'll start to count more and more toward those end years. So I estimate that their cap next year with Prescott included in that list, so eight guys is $123 million, which is 70% of the cap. Now, most NFL teams a lot, what, about 10 to 15% of the cap for draft picks? Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure what that is. 10. So you have somewhere between 80 and 85% of your cap already locked up for next year. And your defense sucks. You can't stop the run. Jalen Smith looked like he just doesn't feel like tackling anymore at all. He just didn't even want any part of the the run there. At uh, trying to think who that was made that run, but it just gashed right through him. I mean, seventy percent, eighty five percent if you include draft picks. So yeah, you might be able to draft some guys that can come in and help. But to have ten, fifteen percent of the available cap to spend on re-signing players extending players, finding new players, free agents, right. any of it. You're like, out. you can't compete. You're out of the game. You're out, Unless man. you... These, these eight guys are not going to cut it. They're not, that, they're not that talented. Zeke Elliott is overrated. Yep. He is overrated big time. He can't do anything. You hear him in the post-game talking about, uh, it's on me. It's my fault. I can't fumble like that. I've been fumbling a lot. I don't know why I'm fumbling. It's like because you, because you don't like to get hit. Your offensive line has been stellar for the first couple of years of your career. Their decline coincided with your ascension. 
So now at this point, your progress stops because they've declined to a point where they can't create those paths for you anymore. Now you have to create more on your own and you have a fumble problem. And I think Zeke's the kind of guy that I would question demeanor, effort, those types of things in the midst of a game. Are you giving it your all? Could you be doing better? Like, are you getting deflated? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how tough the guy is, but his contract for a running back, six years, $90 million. What the hell was Jerry Jones on when he signed that one? Probably whatever Ezekiel Elliott was on because they liked Elliott. I don't know. Smoking some weed together and signing Something. contracts. I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, but but man, I mean, he's that, that's a monster contract. Yes. How many years? How many years is that relative? I mean, what do you two years, three years tops that you can keep him on the roster with that contract? Yeah, and you just can't sign running backs to that anymore. <laughs> you can't. He's not. He's not. He's just not worth it. And I, Amari Cooper, five years, a hundred million dollars. Why? Is he really that good? No. I question that. I really question that. You you couldn't put CeeDee Lamb in there, your draft pick, and have him be the guy? You could, because I, mean, I think he's better. You could. Uh, it's not that Cooper is but a bad player. It seems more like Jerry. No, it's not, but he's definitely not no. a $100 million football but player. But you see, they had to give him that or let him walk. Yeah. And they couldn't sit right. there and, and be like, that's what I think's happened. I, I got to let him walk or, or, or they can't sit there and be like, I, we, he's got to walk. We have to let him walk. They can't do that because they just traded a first round draft pick to the Raiders for him like that. And you know what? I think Jerry Jones is just impatient now. He's getting yep. older and he's just saying like, you know, he, he to his dying day will be one of those guys that like, I'm right. Uh, everyone else was wrong. Jimmy Johnson had nothing to do with our success, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, that's fine. But I mean, this just screams like, I don't really know what I'm doing right exactly. now. Zeke Elliott, six years, 90 million. And Amari Cooper, five years, hundred million. Like Zach Martin, five years, 84 million. Demarcus Lawrence, five years, 105 million. I don't even think he has a sack this year. Yeah. I Jalen Smith, is he a middle linebacker? Six years, 68.5 million. Really? So you've got three offensive linemen here. You got one is eight years, 97 million. One is five years, 84 million. One is five years, 50 million. That's crazy. Those two other two offensive linemen will never be above like two to three million dollar salary players because you can't afford to pay that much to that position group. Right. So you're constantly going to have two fifths of your line are going to be scrubs. Yep. And then if one of these guys gets hurt, like Tyron Smith did, Zach Martin, didn't he get knocked out? He's in the concussion protocol. And Layal Collins, I think he's on IR too. So these guys aren't even playing. It's crazy, man. I mean, I know I was just saying that if I was the GM of the Texans, I would happily pay Hopkins that money because of, of where the team is and that we have the available cap and they don't have the players to pay these kind of contracts to because nobody on the Texans is worth it. has yet deserved <laughs> that type of stuff. You know, you got J.J. Watt and guys like that. I get that. But not like these players have played pretty well. But, man, you can't you can't lock up every player that plays well 
to a long-term huge deal and then have no cap space. Like the Cowboys are going to be screwed. And I, I do think that, you know, when Dak Prescott got hurt, my first reaction was Jerry Jones is now going to use this as an excuse to not sign yeah. him. He's, he's going to, he, Prescott's going to lose millions. This week I started thinking about it. And the more I was reading and researching this, I was thinking, I think more than likely Jerry Jones is going to sign him now. He is going to sign him. He's going to give him the contract he wanted because Jerry Jones is going to be like, this is my guy. I believe in this guy. Here's all this money to prove to the world that I believe in this guy. Yeah, that could very And what's be. it going to get him? It's going to get him. I mean, is Prescott? Prescott might be good. I think Prescott has potential. But, you know, to to have that cap just, you have 10 to 15% of your available cap, you got to, you can't do that. You're not going to, you're not going to feel a no. team. The Texans would have been able to do that because paying Watson and paying Hopkins would have been something like 25 to 40% of the cap. That's, you could maybe live with those guys, maybe a couple other guys like JJ Water comprising that 40%, but you can live with that. Right. You know, especially if that's, your bread and butter on offense, but the Cowboys just, I mean, he just was throwing contracts around. And I think the way that it went, correct me if you know that I'm wrong, but I believe it was about two off seasons ago when Zeke Elliott wanted his new contract and he, didn't he go to Mexico and, and yeah, uh, he, he's an asshole, he held anyway. out. Yeah. And when he held Mexico. out. So Jerry Jones is like, is like, Leo Collins, new contract. Jalen Smith, new contract. Zach Martin, new contract. Everybody, new contracts. And then he's like, I'm, I'm going to sign players when I'm ready. Okay. Zeke, I'm just going to give you the contract you wanted. Zeke, new contract. And it's like, okay, you just signed everybody to a new contract and you didn't sign your quarterback. Right. That's a jackass move. If- if what are you doing? And, and now, yeah, if he's the guy, if, then yeah, and they keep claiming he's the guy. He's the guy. I don't think they think he's the guy. Yeah, I think they were like sitting there thinking, you know, what if Dalton comes in, Andy Dalton comes in and plays pretty well. And I was thinking like maybe Dalton can because he had some good years in Cincinnati when they had a decent team when they were actually contending a little bit. Uh, maybe. A change of scenery would help, but man, he stunk up the joint the other night. He's bum. He's done. Dalton will be out of the league in a couple of years, if that. So the Cowboys have to look at it, and what are they going to do? They're going to have a top pick. Do they? I mean, maybe they don't. They're first place right now in their division. Yeah, at the two and gutter four. trash that is the NFC East. It's trash. It's I mean, it's terrible, like the man. AFC East. A couple, like for many years, except now you've got like the Bills who've risen to, you know, to relevancy. And you've got, I mean, the Patriots, I still think will be okay, but they're not what they were. Um, The Dolphins may be a team on the rise over there, and the Jets are still bottom, you know, cellar dwellers. But but the NFC East, the past probably three or four years, has been trash like really bad that that division is going to get the playoff rankings changed and it might be this year that does it because there's a chance that a team could be a couple games below 500 and still host a playoff game and if that happens i think the nfl would say okay that's the end of that 
playoff ranking is by record. Yeah. And if a division does not have, if a division winner doesn't have a record to make the playoffs, then so be it. I mean, it it doesn't make sense that that it has to be some other way. Because the thing should be about putting on a good game for the playoffs, not just about mixing it up, like who gets money, who gets to host a game, this kind of crap. Yeah, anyway, I agree. I think the Cowboys are completely royally screwed. Yep, I agree. That's just my it's, I, I think the Falcons are right there with them. Like it's that same thing we talked about last week, where you cannot yeah. give, you know. 75% of your salary away and expect to field to like six to eight players and expect to field a competitive team. You just can't do it. Right. It's impossible because you only can't have so much money. So, yeah. Yes. And you know, I was going to, I was going to say this because the Steelers, and I don't know if there are other teams, I'm sure there are other teams like this. The Steelers are always like toeing the line with the salary cap, they're always like a little bit above, a little bit below kind of, kind of working with it. But the way the Steelers are, are using the cap is they're paying their draft picks that have improved and shown their ability to play. They play them so that they stay. So they're paying some guys, some big amounts of money, like guys like Stefan to he gets paid like a 50 some million dollar contract. He's not like a nationally known player. It's not like he's on the list of best defensive tackles, but and they do have that giant Roethlisberger contract. But the point is they're, they're competitive because they pay the players that are playing well and they keep the players that are playing well as much as they can. And if a player gets away from them, a player gets away from them. But they continue their formula. They don't get crazy and go throw money at somebody or go throw money at somebody on their team to make it seem like they're good. Um, the salary cap needs to be used to prepare for the next season, not to just wow out and spend as much as you can for the current year. You know, that's just my yeah. opinion. And I think that's the way you I'll have to that. do it. Like you, you have to be able to draft well because you have to have players play at a high level that you're not paying as much. And, and then you hope you can keep your homegrown talent, um, that you've drafted undrafted free agents that's big too um getting people that can play special teams and um you know other positions on the field so it it is it's very you know it's a delicate balance there's good teams or there's teams that yes. are good at it and there are teams that are not good at it and you can definitely tell which teams are because they are competitive year in and year out um they don't go right. through these massive overhauls. They don't, you know, have to clean house. They don't have to trade for assets. They, they, they have good players. And usually they don't sign the top free agent. You know what I mean? Like usually they're not signing the top free agent available unless it's uh, like, I don't know. I just don't think that it happens with the contenders are signing like guys like Olivier Vernon to these massive contracts for him to, sit around and do right. nothing yeah and yeah so, so i mean like the giants the cowboys the eagle like they just don't they the eagles won the super bowl like what three years four years ago and yeah. now it's just like they're they're done. done 
and you've got Wentz with this giant contract. Um, and, and Terrible. It, he's good, but he's got, a, like you said, it's a giant contract. Piece. They're yep, stuck and with. they're stuck with a bunch of those. So, yes, the NFL saga continues to go on. Salary cap, heaven, and purgatory are all um, important parts of the game, but you've got to be able to you got to be able to put – I think it comes down to drafting, really. Drafting players that – Yeah, you have to make good yep, draft picks. That fit your mm. – what you want to do, that's what it comes down to because – I think it's also character though, right? I mean, you get like – you can't just draft guys based on talent if you know that they're assholes. Right, exactly. I agree 100% because it's so. – you know, I, I – the, the work – ethic has to be there guys that want to be there guys that want to work hard um and then you know you want to reward people that work hard that's just how it you know that's kind of how it's set up in life is like those that work hard you want to pay them to stay around those that don't and that creates a competitive environment yeah you know like 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 i was saying like the steelers like because of how they handle the cap they set it up so there's a lot of competition within their own team. Like, you guys have to do better than one another. If you want the contract, you have to earn it, like you're saying. Like, you have to show that you deserve yeah, it. Yeah, you're not just going to get it for getting it for your name, uh, for your name's sake. Right. So, well, does that do it right. for now? I, I think that, that wraps wow. it up. I think we're, uh, we got through a lot. I think we Some covered heavy topics. We... Yeah, we got that quarterback topic. That was pretty that severe. Is, but that's a good question, though. Um, and uh, I think the lesson for the kids for the night, the moral of the story is, kids, don't draft a guy if he's an yep. asshole. Just don't do it, and don't give him a lot of money. He's an asshole because because it still so, smells. <laughs> it's he's he's just gonna stick up exactly. Well, but, for the lesson yeah. for the evening, don't draft idiots. And don't pay idiots is the is the lesson and the moral for the story. So that's, until next time, uh, Dan, remind us of your website first off, and then uh, we'll we'll take off for the evening. Yep. So you can always check out our our written articles and our podcasts. Our old podcasts are just clips. NoHoldsBarredSports.com. dot um, This is the a bit of anything podcast. Uh, I've been Dr. Dan, um, Tyler, Dr. Tyler, what do you, That's what it. you got? Go check them? out, do, go it. check out the website do and, it. uh, you can find us there. Find old clips. We're on YouTube on as YouTube. well. Um, and you can check us out there and until next time, don't draft idiots. Just don't do it. All right.